Hello, friends. It is the fifth day of May. This is the Deeper Daily Podcast, the DDP for short, and I'm Paul White. Thank you for being with me on this Friday. Uh, Paul White Ministries puts out uh, a Deeper Daily Podcast seven days a week. We also put out two full-length teaching or preaching podcasts most weeks, 99% of the time. We put one out on Wednesday from our Tuesday evening Bible study, and we put one out on Sunday from our journeys. We'll tell you all about that sermon every Saturday. We kind of give you a little behind the scenes at the sermon you can expect. We'll do that tomorrow for the sermon that's coming up. Uh, But we encourage you to check out those two podcasts every Wednesday and every Sunday. One of them is this one where we're going through the scriptures verse by verse. And the other, of course, is the lengthy one. If you like video, there's no video of the DDP. There is video of the Wednesday and Sunday sermons. If you like this short version, but you would love it on video, well, we don't have this on video, but we do something else. Every day at our YouTube page, we put up what we call Nuggets of Grace, little bitty six or seven minute clips from different sermons we've preached over the last 10 or 12 or 13 years. We just, uh, I've got a guy that spends a little time going through and finding little clips and it just, it's another little thing to help your day. At the end of every one of those clips is the title of the sermon that that clip comes from. So if you're watching one, you think, man, I like that. I'd like to hear that whole sermon. Well, at the end, just watch the screen. It'll tell you, then go look it up, put that title and my name in, you'll find it somewhere on our page on YouTube. Okay, today I want to finish up this idea about Elijah Elisha, and I want to do it with a story from the Old Testament. You see, I've been making the case for a few days that Jesus declares John the Baptist to be Elijah for those who would receive it. For a Hebrew audience, Elijah is very closely associated with his predecessor, or I'm sorry, with his successor, a man named Elisha. And now Jesus never calls himself Elisha. He never says, I am the Elisha. But if you are a Hebrew studying those texts, you see that Elisha is the one who comes along with a double portion of Elijah's anointing. And as you watch Elisha go to work, you start to see things that look very much like Jesus. For instance, one of the first miracles Elisha performs is that he multiplies a knapsack of bread that a man brings to him and he lays it out in front of a hundred people. And the guy goes, I can't feed this to everybody. And Elisha says, oh, don't worry. They'll eat and they'll have some left over. And so they do eat it. They do have some left over. And of course, Jesus will perform a miracle very similar in feeding of the 5,000 by using a kid's lunch. That's one example. Uh, He causes an axe head to float. A man is working and swinging an axe, and the the axe head flies off the handle into the river, and the man panics and says, that wasn't mine. I need that. And Elisha um, says, where was it? Throws a stick in the water, and then, boom, the axe head floats. Sort of a walking-on-water type miracle. And that one, you you go, well, that that seems like a little bit of a stretch. Maybe so. But here's one that, to me, is undeniable. Elijah is a guy that calls down fire on his enemies. One time, Jesus goes into a Samaritan village. The Samaritan village rejects him. The disciples say, he wants to call down fire on them like Elijah did. And what they're referencing is the moment at the beginning of 2 Kings where Elijah is confronted by an enemy force and he just calls down fire on them time and time again until finally he has mercy on the, on the next 
troop of men. He kills like 150 something men. And Jesus says to his disciples, you don't know what spirit you're of. In other words, that that's demonic. That's not what we do, which is interesting because Elijah did it. Elijah was a man of God. Well, there's a moment in Elisha's ministry when he's offered the same opportunity. In 2 Kings chapter 6, a group of Syrian raiders come to find Elisha because they suspect that he has the ear of the king. And so those Syrian raiders uh, come to his house with chariots and armies. Elisha isn't scared. His servant is. And Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see that there's more with us than with them. And there's all these angels on the horizon. And then Elisha strikes them with blindness and takes them to the king of Israel's village and hands them over to the king. And the king says to him, shall I kill them? In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 21. And Elisha answers, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those with whom you've taken captive with your sword and your bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away and they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. What was Elisha's solution? Do we kill them? Elisha goes, no, you don't kill them, you feed them. And in feeding them, when they deserve to die, he assuaged their wrath and changed the future. And it's interesting that the moment John the Baptist is beheaded, the first miracle Jesus performs is feeding the 5,000. One of the first miracles Elisha performs is the multiplication of food. But Elisha is a greater version of the prophet of God than Elijah. Elijah's ready to kill the enemy. Elisha's ready to feed the enemy. And Paul picks up on this in his letter to the Romans in Romans chapter 12 when he says this in verse 19, Do not avenge yourselves, but give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. You want to win, Paul says? Feed your enemy. Let God deal with him. You know who did that? Elisha. You know who else did that? Jesus. If John was the Elijah to come, Jesus was the Elisha. If John had a measure of the Holy Spirit, Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure. What a great comparison. We go back to the Mark 9 story tomorrow where Jesus and his disciples will go have a boy healed. This is going to happen at the bottom of the mountain of transfiguration. We still can't quite get away from that miraculous event, but we're going to be on the journey. We're about halfway about, well, not even quite yet, halfway through Mark 9, a rather long chapter. We'll get busy with it again tomorrow. See you then. God bless.